Welcome to Legacy Sport Live, stories of the people who are shaping the conversation at the intersection of sport, business and purpose. I'm Neil Duffy, co-author of our new book, Legacy Sport, how to win at the business of sport in the age of social good. Today I'm talking to Lisa Ari, founder of the Vista Caballo and someone who has been described by Fast Company as a CEO whisperer because of her transformational work in personal and leadership development. Lisa shares with us the importance of developing one's personal purpose and how powerful this can be when consistent with corporate purpose. So very excited today to have a very special person with us, Lisa Ari. Um, I've known Lisa for a number of years and got to know her pretty well and really respect um, the great work that she does. So Lisa, welcome uh, to the podcast today. Thank you, Neil. Thank you for having me. So Lisa's lived all over the world. She spent time with people from different cultures. She founded and grew her own creative agency in New York, where she worked with some of the biggest brands in the world and was named by Adweek as a creative all-star. And she was named uh, more recently by Fast Company as the CEO Whisperer for the work that she now does at Vista Caballo, where she designs and leads personal and leadership development experiences. And she's also a huge advocate for the B Corp movement, where she has been named Best for the World Honoree for the last five years. Um, Lisa, really interesting to see all these different titles that you've collected along the way. Um, you seem to have made a, a, a habit of doing that. <laughs> it's... It's actually not intended, Neil. It, uh, I'm I'm delighted with them, but I don't set out to 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 go for those titles. There we just are. go out there to try and do our best. Very very well deserved. So um, Lisa and I both share much in common, um, including having suffered life threatening illnesses that forced us both to reevaluate our values and what we wanted out of life, which is um, both uh, drew us and inspired us to do the work that we both do today and live the lives that we live. So um, I think very relevant for us to be having this discussion, Lisa, in the context of um, really shining a light on the need for people to connect with and find their own personal purpose. Um, and I guess the first question I have for you would be, as you reflect back over your career and the people that you've interacted with, what are the things that strike you most about how things have changed over the years, where we've got to as a society and where we seem to be heading? Neil, I think it's such a great question. And to me, it seems that things are far more extreme than they've ever been before. However, that extremity may be the catalyst for us to rise to the occasion to evolve our humanity. Uh, on one hand, there's more opportunity, there's more standing up for environmental and social justice, there's more awareness of our impact as humans on our planet than ever before. On the other hand, that raises the question of why we're having to stand up in the first place. Uh, it seems busyness has reached unprecedented levels while happiness seems to have dramatically decreased. There seems to be less room on the planet, more of us but less room and space. We seem to be bumping into each other with fewer and fewer places to go, to be free of each other, to be in peace, to be in nature, to be in solitude. And that includes our wild animals and species of all kinds. There just seems to be more franticness and little consciousness or room or space to think about consciousness or to be conscious. And 
yet there also seems to be a growing awareness about this. It's a bit of a dichotomy. So um, perhaps we don't have all the answers yet, but there are more and more people and businesses looking for them. Uh, Einstein was very concerned about the misuse of technology and urged us to remember our humanity. And for some reason, there seems to be a struggle around that. And my hope is that humankind will live up to its name sooner rather than later and show up as an evolved species who leads with love. That opportunity does exist. Uh-huh. So um, interesting times, that's for sure. Uh, and I guess the, 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 all of that stuff that you describe is really driving a major change that's underway at a business or um, corporate level right now as well. And, and you're a huge advocate for responsible business. So what is it that makes a business a responsible business? And why should people be paying attention to the shift that we are now seeing in business in terms of how we do business? Well, in my opinion, Neil, I go to the word responsible. So responsible is the ability to respond. And with things changing as quickly as they are, and with us impacting each other the way that we are, we, those of us that want to uh, have a positive influence on this world need to be able to respond on all levels. Businesses that understand that we must be the change that we need in the world, businesses that conduct themselves from the place that all living things matter, businesses that create without doing any harm and providing great benefits to all, and businesses that know that we are dependent on each other and we have a responsibility to future generations are the businesses that will lead, that are leading, and that will succeed. Consumers are now aware of the impact that businesses have on our planet and are taking a stand in the choices that they make. And our younger generations, as they grow up, businesses that are not leading themselves in a responsible way from a conscientious core will ultimately have to transform themselves and may be forced to transform themselves to, to doing business this way if they want to stay alive. And that starts with conscious and conscientious leadership, leaders leading from this place as part of their natural operating system. It's a whole new level of leadership. It's real, true leadership. So um, that leads to an interesting question is, uh, you know, is there a lap, an overlap rather between personal purpose and corporate purpose? How do these two things come together? And, um, you know, what's the relevance of all of this? Absolutely, there's an overlap between personal purpose and, and business purpose. Businesses can't live their purpose without their people. <laughs> businesses are a collective of people. And whole person development leads to the, the, the high-performing teams, the business transformation, the advancement that our world is requiring of us now. People are no longer willing to sacrifice their lives for a paycheck. It's a whole new world. They want something more. They want their life. They want meaning. They want purpose. They want to live life fully. And they look for businesses that create those environments where they can fulfill themselves while they're helping businesses fulfill their own purpose. So the two are absolutely tied. So, um, You've worked with a lot of individuals, a lot of corporations over the years. 
um, and I'm sure you've come to understand, well, I know you've come to understand um, what most contributes towards people becoming their best selves as individuals, as spouses, as parents, friends, as leaders, um, as colleagues at work. What, what would you share with, with listeners around uh, what are the most important things in your, in your opinion? To me, there's, there's an absolute number one um, about, you know, when people feel, people are their best selves when they feel safe. That's number one. And people are their best selves when they feel appreciated and when they feel loved and when they feel seen and heard. And they're their best selves when they have the space and are supported to be able to create when, when they're supported and encouraged in being their best selves and bringing that forward into their work and their lives. That's when, that's when we're our best. So it's very, very simple. We just have to be aware of it. So let's change gears a little bit now and talk about um, the fact that you use horses in your work, Lisa. So having grown up with horses all my life, I understand how horses can be great teachers. Um, I've learned a lot about myself from horses and I've learned a lot about how to treat others. Uh, through the work, the interactions that I've had with horses. But tell me about how you integrate horses into your experiences at Vista Clear. Well, as you know, Neil, horses have been around for 55 million years. So that's approximately 53 more million years than we've been around as a species. And they're prey animals. So they wake up every day wondering what will eat them. They don't take anything for granted because of this. They stay present to the here and now. And because of that, they're 100% honest. They have no agenda. It's what keeps them safe. So think about this for a second. When was the last time you were in a room of people that were 100% honest and didn't have an agenda? <laughs> so what we do is we create living simulators here at Vistica Bio. So you can have that experience for yourself because when you feel safe, as I mentioned, your best self can show up. You can be curious. You can see who and how you are outside of your normal comfort zone. And this is critical for leaders who are going to lead us forward. It's critical for them to know who they are outside of their comfort zone. I mean, leaders are humans, so they do have an edge. And if they understand where that edge is and how they respond or react at that edge, they can expand that zone and then they can lead us all forward. The last thing you want to do when you're out of your comfort zone is to react, to try and scramble back to the comfort zone. There's no progress there. So true leaders learn how to lead, lead outside of that zone. And the benefit of that is when you learn to stay present in the moment, you get the information from that moment for that moment. So everything is 100% relevant, and that's what moves your dial. You have to stay present with all of your faculties firing at their optimum levels. And so my opinion is if you're gonna learn about presence, why not learn from the masters of presence, no matter how many legs they have. And um, I'm sure you've experienced some funny 
funny things with horses and people who are not used to dealing with horses? Oh, yes, I could regale you with stories that could be an entire podcast in itself, but it always turns out very well. <laughs> <laughs> so do the horses always win? Uh, the horses are master teachers. <laughs> they are indeed so, so but they're very but they're always, I, I would have to say they're always very gracious to them mm -hmm. it's not really about uh, winning right when 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 someone wins someone has to lose so that's not really how they operate for them it's more about uh leading us forward so that we can have a connected collective conversation and they're, they're usually quite pleased when that happens mm -hmm. But I love them. Maybe we should appoint some horses as CEOs of our companies. Um, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, we'll try that out and see how it goes. Um, talking about connectedness and living in the present, I'm struck today by how conscious younger people are um, about what's happening around them. Um, you know, when I think back to when I was a young boy growing up in Zimbabwe, of all places, um, my biggest concern was, you know, where was the next tree that I was going to climb or where was I going to ride my bicycle? But if you have a look at the kids today, um, they understand what's going on around them and they understand that there are challenges that we have as a society to address and they're, they're, uh, they're informed, they're educated and, and they are activists in wanting to see the world be a better place. So I would imagine as, you know, in that kind of environment, um, there's a huge role for leadership development in helping these young people to become their best selves in a positive way. I, I would I would absolutely agree with all of that 100%, Neil. Um, and I think that it is an imperative for every leader and actually for every business to help uh, direct uh, a, a part of their energy, a part of their their time and space to equipping and empowering our young people to become great leaders. And that means that we have to learn how to be great leaders ourselves before we can even think about educating them in that way. As you said, you know, we're experiencing things today that uh, we never did or we may not. Uh, it's, it's a different world for them. And I believe that when we can equip and empower them to be confident in themselves, to lead outside of what they think they know out of what they have been told is or is not possible. This is how, this is our best step forward. I mean, they are our future. So if we can equip them with the foundational principles um, to face anything that they encounter with confidence, if we can uh, help them develop their empathy and their imagination. And we have to do the same. We have to develop our own empathy and our own imagination so we can put ourselves in their shoes to help them through what they are facing, no matter what that is. And that's on every level. That's on a mental level, physical, emotional, spiritual, energetic, which means we have to go first. You know, we can't just be the grand poobahs sort of, you know, above them per se sort of passing down information that may not be relevant to them at all so learning where our edges are and learning who we are 
out of our own comfort zones so we can access our potential as human beings, I think is our best step forward to helping our, our young people. And obviously this is what we teach at Vista Caballo. But I think that people are having to, young people are having to navigate life that has more complexity, more uncertainty, more volatility than I know than I experienced at a younger age. Mm. And until we create a world that is safe for children of all living creatures, I think it's our absolute duty as, as those who are, are further down the path to spend some of our time focusing on that. Yeah. As, a, as a dedicated focus. And do you think that sports has a role to play in all of that? Oh, absolutely. Um, my husband and I were just talking about this this morning, how imperative it is um, for young people to move. <laughs> we can just start with movement. Um, I, I think it's, you know, sports, as we know, teaches uh, innate principles about leadership, about uh, teamwork, about making, you know, good decisions in the moment. So uh, I think it's, it's more critical than ever before. I mean, sports was something that was part of my education growing up. I mean, it was a big part of it. You sort of had your, your cognitive learning in the morning, if you will, the studies in the classroom. And then the afternoon was all about sports. And you weren't just on one team, you were on several teams. That was just a natural course of action. And I think that there's been uh, enough studies done now that have pointed to the fact that uh, those that stay in sports end up in leadership roles. So I think it just, sports develops us on, on a, a, a different level than we can learn in, in any other, no pun intended, arena. Hi, Lisa. This is Fabian here. Hey, Fabian. I'm. I'm. I don't, I'm. I'm listening to you, and thank you for sharing this. I. I also have a question, uh, in regards to this uh, and the role of sports. How do you think athletes can impact positively the world and and drive positive change? Oh gosh. Well, you know, I. I think athletes are are still our icons right um i mean there still are celebrities and and our young people our children look up to them they admire them i mean they they epitomize still you know uh so much of what we strive to be as people they're kind of you know they're kind of the avatars right they're they're the superpowers if you will and i think if our athletes um take this upon themselves to remind uh, our young people that they are people too. But what is it that helped them develop themselves to be at the levels um, that they're on? I mean, I've seen so many incredible interviews with athletes, uh, you know, where, where they say, look, I started with a racket and a ball. That was it. That was, you know, that's what I started with. Um, and to remind, you know, to, to sort of connect to the 
young people, meet them where they are, and give them some very specific steps um, of encouragement, but also wisdom, so that young people can empower them their own selves and hold them out there as as that beacon of light. I I, I mean, to me, it's just it's it's basic. Yeah, I agree. So just to build on that, Lisa, the, you know, I think the, the, the person that we see um, on the television or on the internet or whatever, the athlete that we see playing their sport on, their, on the court or in the field, um, is somebody that we relate to first and foremost as an athlete. But I'm sure there are many athletes out there listening who are also asking themselves the same question of, uh, you know, what is my purpose? What is my role on this planet? What, what advice would you have for athletes? And that same advice would apply to anybody that's working in sport, whether they're managing a sports team or managing a sponsorship or whatever the case might be, who, who might be struggling with how to connect with their own purpose. What advice would you give to them as to how they should approach that and go about that? Um, my advice would be to, well, one, uh, remember remember that we're human right so being an athlete is one aspect of yourself um and there are we are multifaceted so sometimes no different than than i started out in business they started out in athletics and we become really well versed in that. We become really well developed in that. But that's not who we are. That's part of what we do. And I think that when we remember that distinction, it can allow us to start to discover these other parts of ourselves and, and, and what we really, what our real purpose is, um, or what a, 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 different, a different part of our purposes. So in other words, I started out in business, a completely different aspect of business than what I do now. I took everything that I learned in that previous business life and can apply it now to helping people. So it's not like you lose anything. You just take what you've already developed in yourself and you expand upon it. And I think how we, we have how we get the courage to do that without being faced with a <laughs> with with your own mortality which i'm not recommending for anybody else uh that's how i found it i was kind of forced to that edge um but really what you can do is you can start to live your life on purpose so with the athletes they're extremely dedicated they have a level of dedication and commitment and discipline that a lot of other people don't have it's almost if you apply that same discipline to any other aspect of your life, to giving it the same conscientiousness, the same consciousness being whatever area that you want to develop, if it's relationship, if it's environmental, if it's finance, it doesn't really matter, but that same dedication. When you give everything you do your full attention, it bumps up against your beliefs. It bumps up against your assumptions. It bump, bumps up against um, if you are living um, 
you know, a life that is actually no longer serving you, even if it's a super incredible life, even if it's a life that other people dream of, it may no longer be serving you. It may have served you, it served its purpose, and now it's time for you to grow and evolve. And I think the way that we find that is to be very honest with ourselves and to speak our truth. I've come across more than one elite professional who said, you know, it's finished. I don't want to do this anymore. They don't really know what they want to do. Um, but, you know, it's done. I, I, you know, I was one of those people. I just knew. <laughs> Who just joined us or left? Sorry, my husband delivering the dog. <laughs> We've been we've been cursed today, haven't we, Lisa? Yeah, my dog also just was whining at the door here. Anyway, let's um, okay. Next, we're going to the next question. So, so uh, if there are people out there in search of um, their their sort of deeper purpose and looking for meaning in their life, are there any tools that are available that can help them to navigate that? Well, I'd love to serve up our own tool. <laughs> Um, it's called the still point experience and it actually helps you identify your edge. It helps you uh, identify how you think when you are making decisions outside of your comfort zone. So um, I think that the other tools that are out there are, you know, one that's key is meditation. I mean, that's something that anybody can do. And it doesn't cost you anything it, you know, for you to become aware of your, your own thinking, your own thoughts. I think breathing is an incredible tool uh, for our own self-expansion. So I think it just depends on what level, you know, what, what level you're, you're at with your own self-discovery and how deep you want to go. Um, that would be... That would be something that would be a good starting point for you uh, because these tools will open you up and you have to be ready for that. So I, I've personally used Stillpoint um, and I found it to be a, a, an invaluable tool to um, help me to focus on basically to shut out the noise and to help me to focus on what's important. Um, what are the aspects of my, of my personality and my subconscious and my, the way that I behave that are getting in the way of me being able to perform at my, at my, as my best self. So I, I, in me, you certainly have an advocate for still point. Um, I think it's a great tool. If, if anybody out there wants to, wants to use still point, where, where can they find it, Lisa? Um, they can go to our website, www.vistacabayo.com or they can contact me directly at la at vistacabayo.com. I'd be happy to introduce them to it. Thank you for asking that, Neil. You're going to get a lot of emails. Are you ready for the? I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So um, it's amazing how quickly time flies when you're having fun. It's been a fascinating conversation. Um, to end off, Lisa, um, I think it's easy, and I find myself doing this some days, really questioning, you know, what's the point of trying to make the world a better place? It seems some days that we are doomed, um, doomed to failure. What message of hope would you share with listeners um, that can inspire them to go out there and do this work and become their best selves and make the world a better place in the process? 
One very simple piece of advice, never give up. Never, ever, ever, never, ever give up. Never give up hope. There's a book, Neil, called The Survivor's Club by Ben Sherwood. And he talks about this. He says the people that survive catastrophic, catastrophic events have one thing in common. They never gave up hope. And he did, he's an investigative reporter and he did a study of that. So you have to know that you can make a difference, but that's a mindset and it's a decision. So I would encourage everybody to make the decision that you can make a difference and then pour the love on everyone around you so that they can do the same. One, pe one person can make a difference. I mean, history is full of people who have shown us this. And so you are that person. I am that person. And together, we are those people. And that's what changes our world. You can do more. The Navy SEALs have a 40% rule. They say when your mind is telling you that you're done, you're actually only 40% done. So when you think there's nothing more you can do, you're only at your 40%. But you have to transform your mindset and you have to develop bravery and courage and you have to take on the world with everything you have. I mean, one of my all time favorite recountings in scripture is the story of David and Goliath. I mean, I love that story. David knew who he was. He knew he, who he was playing for. He was told he didn't have the right clothes, the right equipment, and he just kept saying, put me in. Put me in. You are equipped. You are more equipped than you know. And you have to get up every day and you have to go find what you are equipped with. And you have to challenge yourself every day. You have to take on fear and you have to overcome it. And I mean, this is what the still point does, right? Neil, you've experienced it. It, it equips people to know what they need to take on Goliath. You become unstoppable. And you may be feeling hopeless sometimes because you're tired. <laughs> We're tired. There's a lot going on. And, or maybe you're listening to, to too much negativity. Turn, turn it off. Get off the screens. You know, this is another flag waving for sports, right? Get off the screens and get out there, get on the playing field and rest and recharge. I mean, that is allowed. So, um, when we feel happy, happy is an emotion and it's an intelligence. And so when we feel happy, that is an indicator in our system that we are being directed towards hope, which is why finding and living your purpose is so critical to our world. When you're living your purpose, you feel happy, which means you can tap into your hope. And your hope, my hope, our collective hope is what we need to turn things around. You finding and living your purpose is not selfish. Our survival and our evolution as a species depends on it. So please go get it. Well, there you go. I think we'll have to, we'll have to rename you or rebrand you, Lisa, from being the CEO whisperer to being the human whisperer. Um, I love it. There you go. I'll the human The human whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa Ari, thank you so much uh, for your time today. Lisa, co-founder of Vista Bio, um, with some very, very sage advice um, throughout the last um, half an hour. Um, it's been great to have you on the, on the podcast and um, go forth. We're all going to go forth and do what we need to do. Thank you very thank much. You so much.
Thank you, Fabian. Very, very inspiring. We hope that you've enjoyed listening to this edition of Legacy Sport Live, the companion podcast series to our new book, Legacy Sport, how to win at the business of sport in the age of social good. Please visit our website at www.legacysport.org to order your copy of the book and join our growing community of sports business professionals committed to doing good while doing well through sport.